0: Film Fair Kim Manch Par honge Ranbir Kapoor, Karina Kapoor Khan, Karti Varun Dhawan, Janvi Kapoor, or Sara Ali Khanke electrifying performances. To Hujayitayar for Hindi cinema's biggest celebration. Watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards 2024 with Gujarat's Tourism on Sunday, 18th, February, 9 p.m. Only on ZT. Here he is,
1: folks. During the day, he's a movie star in films like Wake Island and The Bell for Adorno But day and night, he's just a proud father of two growing children.
2: Lorraine's going on 16, and she's a great kid. But the other one, Stephanie, well, she's a problem child. All she does is eat and sleep and take sunbeds. She drinks a lot, too. Maybe she'll snap out of it by the time she's three months old.
1: <laughs> the American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The Meat People of America, providing a great food for a great nation. Five million farmers and ranchers raising fine meat animals. 600,000 men and women, more than 3,500 meat packing plants, 400,000 meat retailers, all doing their level best to fill your daily needs. On behalf of all these, the American Meat Institute brings you the life of Riley. Riley! <laughs> Chester A. Riley, formerly of Brooklyn and now a war worker in California, is known as a very honest man, but he's also human and thereby hangs today's tale. It all began, ironically enough, with a lecture on honesty delivered by Riley to his wife over a station telephone. Hello?
3: Hello, sweetheart.
2: Who is it? It's, uh, what do you mean, who is it?
3: Oh, with you, right? Yeah. I thought somebody had gotten the wrong number. But,
2: well, look, Dumplin', I'll be a little late for supper.
3: Why, well, what happened? Did you miss the five o'clock bus? No,
2: no, no, I made it all right, but the woman bus driver decided to stop off at a beauty parlor and have her hair done.
3: <laughs> well, of all things, where are you now?
2: I'm in a phone booth in Oily Oscars.
3: Oily Oscars? Yeah. Isn't he the bookkeeper?
2: But you mean bookmaker. <laughs> so I, I came in to buy a cigar is all. Well. But listen, I see one of Junior's boyfriends in here buying a magazine. So tell Junior I don't want him running with this kid, Squinty Smith, no more.
3: Well, but what's wrong with a boy buying a magazine?
2: The name of this magazine Squinty bought is Bugle Boy's Hot Tips on Horses.
3: (laughs) Oh, dear. Junior's been asking for a lot of nickels lately.
2: Well, don't give him no more. If Junior wants a nickel, let him come to me. I won't give it to him either.
3: (laughs) All right. Try to be home soon, dear. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello. You talked over time. Deposit five cents, please.
2: Okay, okay. Keep your bobby socks on. I never cheat anybody. <laughs> Here's your nickel. That's telling her.
4: <laughs>
2: well, what do you know? I hit the jackpot.
4: <laughs> Nickels
2: come to Papa. Hmm, a stowaway.
4: <laughs>
2: and one is 80 cents, and one is 85 cents, and one is... Oh, this one's a slug. Can you imagine? Some crook put a slug in that coin box. In with my nickels!
0: Your nickels,
2: Riley? Huh? Who's that?
0: You know me, Riley. I am your conscience.
2: Oh, hello, conscience. Are you back? (laughs) I ain't heard from you since I filled out my income tax.
0: (laughs) Yes, and you were pretty embarrassed when I caught you trying to put down a pinball machine as a dependent.
2: (laughs) Well, okay, now beat it, conscience. I'll
0: never leave you, Riley. Look Pockets are loaded with loot.
2: Am I going to have trouble with you over a few little nickels? Where was you all the time I put nickels in phones and didn't get my number? Go haunt the phone company about that, why don't you? Go on. <laughs>
0: I'm your conscience, Riley. How can you go home with your ill-gotten gains and face your wife and children?
2: So I won't face them. I'll walk in backwards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They'll hear the jingle of that boodle, Riley. listen to it.
2: Oh, stop hounding me. You always feel bad when anything makes me feel good.
0: Give back the money, Riley.
2: Nothing doing. I gotta hurry and catch my bus. I gotta get home.
0: I'm coming home with you. Whatever you do, I
2: do. no, you won't. I'm taking a bath tonight.
0: I'll be right there in that
2: tub with you. Okay, then you'll have to scrub my back. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Have a nickel? No, Junior. And don't go begging your father for it, either. He works for every cent he earns. Now, promise me you won't pester him when he comes home tired. Ah,
5: oh, gee whiz.
3: If you want a nickel, do what your father does. Work for it.
5: Getting a nickel out of Papa's work. Well, okay, I won't ask him. But it'll take a lot of
2: character. Oh, Oh, Dad. oh. <laughs> Hello, oh, I'm Finally home. How's about a kiss?
3: Hello, dear. How do things go today?
2: Well, I had a very tough day. Well, I... that's fine.
3: Now get cleaned up. Supper's ready. Lili, uh, what's that jingling?
2: Huh? Oh, oh, that. Oh, oh, that's nothing.
3: <laughs> you must have a lot of change. What'd you do? Rob a phone booth? <laughs>
2: Peg, h- how could you say a thing like that? Oh, you know I was kidding you.
3: <laughs> oh, that reminds me. A man called from the phone company. What?
2: How did they... I, I mean... Uh, uh, what about?
3: Well, he wouldn't say. And he wouldn't give any name. Just for you to call the investigation department and you'd get him.
2: Yeah, but he might get me. <laughs> what? Uh, Nothing. We'll go call and find out what it was, right? I, I gotta have time to think. Uh, well, uh, gosh, I, I, I ain't even had supper yet. Uh, well, supper's ready. Uh, well, uh, can't a man who's worked all day like a dog even have supper? Well, sit down and eat. I, I ain't hungry.
4: <laughs>
2: Listen, Peg, I'm gonna go sit in my Morris chair and relapse. Maybe I can work up an appetite. <sighs>
3: Honest, Riley. Sometimes I just can't figure you out.
2: Fine thing. The first little mistake and they start calling you up with threats.
0: Riley, you're worried.
2: Are you back? Listen, conscience. Get out of my brain. My head is crowded already.
0: (laughs) I know your head. There's plenty of room in there for me. (laughs) Give back the money, Riley.
2: Listen, finders is keepers, ain't it? Anyway, I was all alone in that phone booth, and it was dark. Nobody knows about it. The phone company knows about it. No. Uh, maybe they already got television. Well, how could they prove it was me? A lot of crooks going at Oily Oscars. I mean, other crooks besides me. I mean,
0: <laughs> I... What about the man who called from the phone company? They're on your trail, Riley. They have your number.
2: Uh, they got everybody's number. <laughs>
0: Be warned, Riley, Or the next number they give you may be across your chest.
2: Can I really go to jail for this?
0: No, you have a choice. You can either go or they'll drag you. (laughs) You'll regret the day you ever saw that
2: booth. Yeah, that booth. It was a booth that got Lincoln.
0: They'll put you in a hard jail. you in a hard chair with a light in your eyes and hammer you with questions. I can hear them
2: now saying... Hey, Pop! Oh, God. Junior, what's the idea of sneaking in on me like that, huh?
5: Oh, gosh, what's wrong, Pop? You were in here talking to nobody.
2: Yeah. uh, Junior, when you heard me talking to nobody, did you hear somebody else talking to anybody?
3: Oh, gosh, Pop, no.
2: Yeah, well... Junior, don't don't tell your mother. It it, it might worry her. See. Oh, okay, Pop. Uh, that's a good boy. Hey, here's a nickel for you. Well, no thanks, Pop. Junior, you never turned down a nickel before in your life. Are you sick?
5: Oh well, no, Pop. But I I don't want your money.
2: Well, what's wrong with my money?
5: Never mind. <laughs> oh, I'd rather get my own money like you do, Pop.
4: But
2: but suppose they catch you I mean Junior, where are you going?
3: Oh, I'm going to eat supper If I stay, I might be tempted to take money I'm not entitled to
2: He knows, too Oh, that's life You give birth to a son You raise him for 13 years Then you make one little mistake And he turns state's evidence against you should have buried these nickels someplace.
5: They're beginning to sound like handcuffs. Oh, Oh, hello, Waldo. Hello, Mr. Riley. How are you, Waldo? Oh, my aching back.
2: (laughs) Well, what's aching it now? Has your wife been making you walk her Great Dane dog again?
5: Yes. You know how big that Great Dane is. Yeah. Well, we were going along very quietly when all of a sudden he saw a cat.
2: Oh, he started to run, huh?
5: Yeah. And I fell off his back. Waldo, if you're going to ride that dog, you better buy a saddle. I know, but my wife won't give me a cent. She's angry at me. She says that I've fallen into bad company.
2: Well, she didn't mention no names, did she?
5: No, Mr. Riley, but uh, you're the only man I know. (laughs) I see. Oh, today was the last straw. She searched under my mattress and found my pack of cigarettes. Well... It ain't no crime to have
2: a pack of cigarettes, Waldo. It's more like a miracle.
5: Well, I just defied her. I said they're my cigarettes and I'll eat them if I want. Eat them? Yes, they're chocolate cigarettes.
4: of oh. oh. <laughs>
5: them down at Oily Oscars in the Iron Claw machine.
2: Listen, Waldo, I know a man once went into Oily Oscars after a cigar and, and... Waldo, he mm. got in big trouble.
5: Oh, my. What happened?
2: Well, I don't know. It was this friend of mine. A name and no names would want me to tell on him.
5: Oh, you can tell me. Now, you might talk in your sleep and your wife would hear you, maybe. No, no, she won't. I sleep with the Great Dane.
2: Oh, yeah.
5: <laughs> well, this friend of mine kind of accidentally took some
2: money that didn't exactly belong to him. And, and then... I
5: know. Alcatraz. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Not yet, uh, but he's he's kind of worried, Waldo. Oh, poor man. Yeah. A hunted beast. Oh, he must be under a terrible strain. I certainly am, Waldo. <laughs> I thought it was you, Mr. Riley. You, you think I better give yeah, myself up? You think I,
2: I ought this? to give myself up? Huh? No,
5: first you ought to get some expert advice. Oh, yeah, well... You know that radio program that tells everybody what to do about everything?
2: Oh, you mean Judge Sludge's square deal court, huh? Yeah.
5: And he's on tonight. Now, you go down there and tell him your problem.
0: So now, my dear woman, take the advice of your sincere counselor, yours truly, Judge Sludge. Go back to your husband, and if he should kick you downstairs again, be tolerant, be practical, move to a ground-floor apartment. <laughs> mm. Next case.
2: That's you, Riley? Huh? Oh, oh, yeah.
0: You're next. Yeah. Step up, sit down, speak up.
2: Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, my name No is... names, please. Well, I know a fellow that done something. No but... details, please. So I was taking opinions, please. No
0: opinions, please. <laughs> Now, just tell your whole story straight from the shoulder, but don't mention people, places, dates, or facts.
4: <laughs> well, uh,
2: this guy I ain't naming done something I ain't telling.
4: <laughs>
2: but what I want to know is, should I give back the money?
4: <laughs> hmm,
2: a difficult case.
0: My poor misguided thief, years of experience with countless lives have taught me to read the human mind, if the subject has one. Now, you have violated the trust, huh? You have embezzled a huge sum that was not yours. First a
2: dollar or two, then hundreds, then pounds. All I took was 85 cents. How
0: much of the money remains after your first orgy of spending? 85 cents?
2: I ain't spent none of it yet.
0: Oh, good. After all, it isn't the amount involved. It's the principle. So return the money, my friend. Oh, that's what I'll do. And in the future, beware the root of all evil, money. Remember, money is dross. What is money?
2: What is dross? Now
0: go. Give back the stolen funds. Say nothing about it. Not to a living soul.
2: Well, I won't if you won't.
0: Return to the haven of home again. And stay there.
2: Believe me, Judge Sludge, I won't budge. (laughs)
0: And here is your free gift bottle of red rum Thank you, Judge And so, another human heart goes down the path to happiness And remember, friends, if you want to get rid of that tired feeling Go to your druggist and ask for a bottle of red rum Red rum, spelled backwards It's murder (laughs)
4: Murder
5: Well, you got good advice, Mr. Riley.
2: Yeah, Waldo. Now, if I can just put back the money without them finding out... Uh, um, Waldo. Huh? Waldo, look. What's wrong? Out there in the street, a police car. Yes,
5: sir. And they're listening to their radio. Then they heard me squeal on myself. They're laying for me. Let's go out the back way. Good heavens, Mr. Riley. This is exciting. What? The first pay station phone we come to get rid of this swag? No.
2: No, I got to put it back in the same telephone I got it out of. Maybe they count up somehow. Listen. All the way down to Oily Oscar's phone booth, I'm sticking to dark alleys. Mr. Riley,
5: in case anything goes wrong, we'd better say goodbye now. Shake. Uh, Uh-uh. No shaking hands. I ain't leaving no fingerprints. (laughs)
4: While
1: poor Riley is on his furtive way to explain his crime by returning that 85 cents and nickels to the phone company... This is Ken Niles reporting a baseball game. But uh, why do I talk about baseball in January? Well, listen, friends, this baseball game was on Saipan. The players were soldiers. Not so long before that game, they'd been throwing bullets at Jap snipers instead of baseballs past American batters. Perhaps bulldozers had to smooth off an infield under those war-scarred palm trees. Anyway, American boys took a little time off from war to play America's grand old game. But still, what has this baseball game to do with meat? Well, just this. These fighters wanted Red Hots, along with the balls, the strikes, and the umpires. Well, you can't put an Ebbets Field or a sportsman's park overnight on the South Pacific Isle. But you can create, as nearly as possible, that good old American baseball atmosphere. So, a lot of those plump, juicy Frankfurters, which your meat people had sent to the Pacific, were rushed to that ballpark on Saipan. Well, the point is that our boys are lonesome for something that says, back home. And this is just one of the cases where your meat industry is cooperating in bringing it to them. Remember, folks, meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need.
4: <laughs>
1: now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Ever since Riley got 85 cents in nickels by accident out of the coin box in Oily Oscar's cigar store, he's been troubled with remorse. So now, after slinking through shabby back alleys, Riley and his pal Waldo Benny are outside the cigar store where Riley plans to re-deposit the 85 cents in nickels.
2: Okay, Waldo, the booth is empty now. I'll duck into Oscars and drop the money in the phone, and I'm all set.
5: Well, don't let that Oscar see what you're doing. Oh, I won't. He's
2: busy talking to that man in there anyway.
5: I'll walk by
2: them and get rid of the dough quick. Well, here goes. Time on my hands. Time on my hands. How do you like that, Them two characters been hanging around out there for an hour.
6: I got my eye on a Oscar. The little guy looks like Hotshot Harry, the slug merchant. <laughs> The big one is maybe an out-of-town crook.
2: Look, here comes the big one.
6: Don't look like you're looking. If he pulls any funny stuff, I'll pinch him. On my on my... Get that. Time on my hands. The San Quentin theme song.
4: <laughs>
6: maybe he's just out of style.
2: Hey! Ahearn, listen to all the geekers he's dropping in that coin box. Well, look, he's coming out without even making a call.
4: Clang, clang,
2: clang, went to Subway. Just a right minute, side. buddy. Huh?
6: Ain't you forgot something? You put in a bunch of coins. You didn't make a call.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. I'm absent minded, ain't I? <laughs> well, easy come, easy go. Hello. <laughs> so
6: you ain't going that easy. See that badge?
2: That uh, uh, badge? Well,. Uh, uh. Excuse me, officer. I, I changed my mind, sir. I'm, I'm making a call.
6: Sure you yeah. are. Now, who was your caller? Uh,
2: who was I calling? Huh?
6: Must have been long distance for all them nickels.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, long distance. I, I can't never remember numbers that far away. I'll I'll look in the book and re- remind myself. Uh, uh, Azusa. Azusa,
6: you was calling Azusa, huh?
2: Well, go ahead. Oh, sure, sure. Sure, but, but let's see, uh, uh... Alice A. Abotkin, Azusa 2235.
6: Azusa 2235. Quit stalling, Bob. Let's
2: call Alice. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, uh, hello?
3: Number, please.
2: Uh, Azusa 2235.
3: Deposit 10 cents, please.
2: Well, listen, I, I got 85 cents in here already. I, I put it in before I picked up the receiver.
3: Well, everybody's entitled to his own pleasures. Now, let's hear the dime chime.
2: Uh,
4: uh,
2: okay, but this is a losing game. Go ahead, please. Uh, h- How about closing that door, officer?
6: How can I with my footman? in it? Uh. Go ahead. It's costing you dough. Uh, uh, uh,
2: hello? Hello? Uh, hello?
3: <laughs> oh, what a nice surprise. I haven't heard from you in weeks.
2: Who is it? Uh, uh, guess who?
3: I bet it's Mervin. Eh?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. It's, it's Mervin. Uh, who's this? I mean...
3: Uh, hello? Why, Mervin, I'd never recognize your voice. Oh,
2: you don't say. Well, it was great to hear from you. So long.
6: Just a minute, uh, Mervin. Give out with what you called up a teller.
2: Yes, sir. Well, uh, yeah. uh, hello?
3: Mervyn, listen, it's happened again. It,
2: it has, huh? You don't say.
3: <laughs> yes, Clarence is breaking my heart. This time he was gone four nights.
2: You don't say. You don't
6: say. That's a snappy line of chatty you got, Mervyn. <laughs>
2: so he ain't neat.
4: <laughs> he's been lying
3: under the table all day, and I'm afraid to go near him. Do you think he's dead?
2: Well, you know him better than I do. <laughs>
4: but
3: don't you think Clarence is too old? to Act like that. He's almost eight.
2: Eight years old. Stayed out all night. Four nights.
6: Speedy little
2: bird, that Azusa. Well, make his father handle him. His...
3: Why, I never met his father.
2: Huh? <laughs> oh, oh, I, I keep forgetting. He ain't your own boy.
3: My boy. Clarence uh, is a cat. Well, uh, uh,
2: well, I can't help what happens in Azusa.
4: Mervin,
3: I think you've been drinking. I have not. I'll never talk to you again. You're
2: probably right. Goodbye. Yeah. Well? Huh? That's that officer. I had a nice cat I mean, <laughs> I had a nice chat. Now I gotta be going. I'll <laughs> just like a dame, gotta have the last word. Hello?
3: You talked overtime. Deposit twenty five cents, please.
2: <laughs> overtime? Next time I phone, I'll write instead. It's cheaper. Here. <laughs> That's telling her. So that's uh, your
6: racket, huh? You call up some dame you don't know and then swindle the coin box.
2: Well, look, I I come here to put back some money. I... Oh
6: yeah, and get twice as much as you put in, huh? Come on, Mervin, you're pitched.
4: No.
6: Here we are, bud. See. Investigation Department. Yeah. Oh, the phone company'll love getting them. It's on you. Let's go in.
2: But, Officer, honest, it's a frame-up. I'm as innocent as a newborn baby. I. Eh?
6: Well, Officer,
2: what's all this? Why, Riley? Well, Al, is that you? Good old Al Cronin from Brooklyn. Oh, I transferred out here last week. It's good seeing you, Riley. Shake. Well, okay, if this cop will leave go of my arm. What's the
6: idea, Officer? This here is coin box Mervin, and I can Officer. Him. This is Riley, my
2: pal Riley. I've been trying to get him on the phone all day. Al, was that you've been warning me?
6: Sure. Well, I'll leave him go if you say so. But this is a big disappointment to me. Well, thanks just the same, officer. Uh, Sit down, Riley. Oh, thanks. Sorry about
2: the mistake. Here, have a cigar. Oh, thanks, Al. Uh, Al, listen, since I'm here at the phone company, I got a complaint. I, I spent a lot of dough in a coin box trying to give back some dough I got uh, 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 accidental. Riley? Yeah. You sure it was uh, accidental? Well, honest, I was just an insolent bystander, right?
0: <laughs> Same old Riley, always in a jam.
6: Uh, but we'll make it up to you. Here, take this phone and call up anybody you want to. Free. Free? Oh, wait
2: till I call home and tell Peg I'm talking free. Oh. oh, call long distance. The circuits aren't busy at this hour. Go ahead. Call Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Gee, I ain't talked to Brooklyn since I left two years ago. Uh, uh, hello? Uh, give me Brooklyn. Number, please. Uh, uh, Who do I know in Brooklyn that's got a phone? Uh, oh, yeah, I know. Herman's Ducatessent. Herman will remember me good. Uh, Jimmy Herman's on Flatbush Avenue. Yes,
3: sir.
2: Uh, hey, Cronin, the BPLA gang will be glad you're out here. BPLA? For well, sure, our club, the Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles.
4: <laughs>
3: Great
2: boys. Muley, Durkin, Digger O'Dell, The Undertaker. We have a million laughs. Only right now I can't think of one.
3: Ready with Brooklyn, sir.
2: Oh, boy, that was fast. They're ringing Herman. Boy, you'd be tickled to death.
0: Hello? This is Herman's Delicatessen with a bunch, munch, lunch.
2: Herman, this is Riley, Chester Riley. Remember, I, I'm living away out in Los Angeles now, and
0: I'm sorry, we don't deliver. Oh.
2: Uh, Herman, don't remember me, I guess. Uh, maybe it's this tan I got in California. <laughs> <laughs> Riley's will be back in just
1: a moment. You know, putting the points on certain meats is actually giving us men something of a break. We're getting some mighty good eating because some of our favorite meat dishes happen to be great point bargains in the eyes of the women folks. Take short ribs, for instance. Only one point a pound. I sort of go for barbecued short ribs myself. Meaty chunks of fat and lean, brown, nice and crisp, with spicy barbecue sauce. Or maybe you like a big dish of short ribs with vegetables. Then you put in some potatoes and onions and carrots to simmer and soak up that good meat juice. Ah, there's a dish. And there, in case you don't know it, is your goodly portion of highest quality proteins. Meat proteins. The kind you need to keep your body tissues maintained and repaired. The right kind of proteins for everybody. Yes, meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. And remember, the nutritional statements just made about meat are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association.
2: Gosh, Dublin, it's certainly a nice change walking along the street a free man.
3: Well, I'm glad all this nonsense about the phone company is over. Why on earth didn't you tell me about it? Oh, uh-huh,
2: no, not me. That's the biggest mistake a criminal can make, talking to his mouth.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, right, don't be silly.
2: Wait a minute, Riley.
3: Isn't that a nickel lying there on the sidewalk?
2: Where? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nickel. Come on, Peg.
3: Wait a minute.
2: Aren't you going to pick it up? Uh, I should say not. They ain't going to trap me again.
4: Follow
1: <laughs> of the life of Riley starring William Smith Riley, presented by the American League Institute every week at the same time. Next week, Riley gets into an hilarious scrape great when he has a man-to-man talk with his son, Junior, and Riley learns plans. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach. This is Ken Nile saying, see you next week. This is the Blue Network.
4: 7.30 at KECA, Los Angeles.